Time to get real, reality TV aficionados. Welcome to the Giorgio Says Podcast. I'm your host, the one and only Giorgio Takanakis, and I'm here serving you the juiciest updates on all your favorite reality shows weekly, as well as the hottest pop culture trends, and even exclusive interviews that will leave you wanting more. This podcast will keep you on the edge of your seat. We definitely need to talk about this. The Giorgio Says Podcast starts now. All right, my friends, welcome to another episode of Giorgio Says the Podcast. Today, we're going to be recapping The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. The episode was titled Diamond in a Rough. Now, I did my TikTok recap and my Instagram recap, and I'm going to be brutally honest in this recap because I just feel like we're holding back a lot. Well, certain individuals are holding back on being more upfront about what's going on in their situation. I also am stunned that next week is the season finale, and I almost feel like, what did we even have going on this it just felt like one long drawn out situation of trying to uncover this kyle and mo mystery slash morgan wade situation which by the way i do have some quick tea for you guys um before i jump into the recap but we do also want to point out or let you guys know that today is my last day in my 30s yes Today is the last day that I will be in my 30s. And wow, I always thought, like, when I was in my 20s, when I got to this point in life, that I was like, holy crap, that's so old, right? But now I'm like, I don't feel old, um, but I am turning 40 tomorrow. And so I'm kind of excited for this new uh, decade, if you will, I heard. A lot of people who turned 40 the last couple of years so that it's it's such a great turning point in their lives. So I'm excited to see what that is all about. So anyways, I will be celebrating my birthday tomorrow. Obviously, thankfully, it's on a Friday, so it makes it even better when it's over a weekend. But yeah, um, that's that. I'm almost at 100 episodes of this podcast, which thank you guys so much for listening and rating and just sharing. There's just been so much support and I'm still continuing to grow at this and get better at it. I'm also working on some really cool things for this podcast. But in the meantime, I like the flow of being able to come on a couple times a week, recap these episodes, talk with you guys. And uh, yeah, let's get into some quick tea though, because we, we have a situation in Miami that is perplexing, confusing, and it just seems complicated. So let's jump into some quick tea. All right, guys. So if you were living under a rock over the weekend, specifically during Super Bowl, then you missed the part where Larsa and Marcus Jordan clearly uh, called it quits on their relationship. First, it was that Larsa was cleaning her Instagram feed of all signs of Marcus and then unfollowed him. Then Marcus found out about an hour after all of this started to happen. And then he cleaned her off of his feed, unfollowed her, and then posted that he was with his dad and then posted a picture with Michael Jordan. 
and People Magazine came out a day or a day or so after that and claimed, according to their sources, that they were, in fact, broken up. Well, then there was speculation because of something that Larsa posted on her stories initially asking, you know, should your friend unfollow your ex? So then we all obviously went digging. And so we saw that at that point, Lisa Hochstein and Kiki were both still following Marcus and Marcus was following them back. Now, I think some of that has changed, but yesterday, which happy Valentine's Day to everyone. I forgot to mention that at the top of the episode. I hope you all had a, a great Valentine's. And if you don't have a Valentine, then I still hope you had a great Valentine's Day because it's the best time of year to just soak up all the like the chocolates and the just pampering yourself. I think we we lose sight of that. Anyways, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I hope you guys did have a good Valentine's Day. But speaking of Valentine's Day, Larsa and Marcus were spotted out together. Yes. It's complicated. Now, I feel like this is an old playbook way of getting some publicity, right? I don't know what's actually happening to me, I think maybe perhaps there was an issue with Marcus maybe liking a photo or perhaps maybe someone's following him that she didn't like. But she seems like a very jealous type, which may explain why she doesn't like having time apart with him. So this could have just been a fight that, yes, probably was not the greatest, but maybe they're leveraging this for some publicity because it just seems like... It just seemed so final. I mean, removing someone from your Instagram feed and then unfollowing, that's, I mean, in today's day and age, like, that's a big deal. And so if it was just a spat, like, did we overreact? And now we're trying to figure it out. It says that they're taking time apart to work on their relationship. So I don't really know what that means. They're still hanging out with each other as of yesterday, TMZ got some photos of the two and you know i'm not shocked i almost feel like this is more of a publicity stunt now and maybe it's to secure a storyline for next season of miami who knows but all i know is is that i think we're gonna get really tired of this really fast if we don't just pump the brakes on what we're doing over there larsa and and marcus because if you haven't learned between the scandal of all of it all and the Morgan Wade and Kyle Richards of it all, we do not need this stuff this far in advance when you guys are nowhere near filming the next season and we don't want to continue hearing about it and then have to watch it play out in six months on your show. So can we just... Let's keep it tight. We're losing the plot here. We're jumping too far ahead, some of you ladies out here. I get you trying to secure a storyline, but you can do that without overdoing it. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the whole thing just doesn't seem right. Something doesn't smell right about it. And I'm not completely buying it. And also, Larsa comes from hanging out with Kardashians for a long time, so she understands how to get press and so i'm not i'm not going to be shocked if it came out that this was all just drummed up for publicity and a storyline and and etc so 
Um, what else is going on? Oh, there was also some quick, there was a video that I came across. This was such a strange, there was so much happening in this video. If you want to check it out, you can go to my Instagram, Kesha and Kyle Richards and Morgan Wade somehow were together and Kesha was promoting freedom and she had it written on this piece of cardboard and they were just outside of a restaurant but I don't think that they actually went to this restaurant they were just hanging out and it was just paparazzi just standing there like filming them while they were having these interactions with each other then they stopped to take pictures it was the most chaotic video I had seen in a while also I love me some Kesha but um I was a bit perplexed about it however I will say it's been a real big full circle moment because I think it's so interesting and cool that Kesha initially was on The Simple Life as one, one of the people in the families that Paris and Nicole went and stayed with. Then she became this big pop star. Then she had the whole, like, situation with, with uh, you know, basically being a prisoner uh, to her musical contract so that she was not able to do stuff. Then she had the, you know, essay claims and all these things. And she seemed to have come out of it, and she's kind of more on her own and doing things on her own terms. So I'm happy to see her thriving and being happy and being out there. And I always loved her music. I thought she was very, she, she is very talented. Um, I just thought this video was strange and I don't know if maybe my spidey senses are saying, well, maybe it's, it's like Kyle's way of connecting Morgan to another musician, because as we know, Morgan is, not mad at Kyle. They've been spotted multiple times uh, hanging out. And even Morgan Wade said herself that she's not fighting with Kyle. So drop it. Anyways, speaking of Kyle, we need to jump into this Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap. So we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, I'm going to be brutally honest about this episode and this season. Golly Nutrition is an inventive, people-focused nutrition company committed to providing innovative products that make taking your daily supplements simple and delicious. Their products are formulated with quality ingredients you can pronounce and flavors your taste buds will absolutely enjoy. And at the core of it all, they lead with purpose. Golly for Good is an initiative committed to playing a profound role in supporting the health of our planet as well as our local communities. Learn more about their initiatives, such as B Corp certification, Vitamin Angels Partnership, and Eden Reforestation Projects at their Golly for Good page. And if you use my special code, the Giorgio says at checkout, you will receive a special discount. Now let's get back into the episode. All right, my friends, thank you so much for sticking around. I truly, truly appreciate it. Man, this season of Beverly Hills has really been a snooze fest. I know that there's a lot of franchises right now that are not really hitting the mark. Potomac sticks out as one of those franchises. But Beverly Hills is slightly better than Potomac in the sense that at least the women are all interacting and there's not this like isolation situation happening. But it does feel like we've been inching our way towards this, you know, what's really going on in Kyle and Moe's relationship. And it just feels like it's dragging on and we're not being completely upfront about what the issue really is or what the issue was that kind of was the turning point for Kyle. 
because even in this episode, it felt all over the place yet again. Sorry, my nose is itching. Someone must be talking about me. Um, I just felt like it was all over the place. I also feel like some of these conversations were overly queued up. For instance, when we have Kyle... Well, first, let's start at the beginning because Erica meets with her therapist again. See, this is where I'm thinking some of this content was meant for the season finale because it felt like a lot of things were being closed up. You know, we have another moment where Erica now is meeting with her therapist and she's kind of having this uh, realization that as much as she wants people who she felt were... Uh, questioning her or her integrity during this whole Girardi scandal, you know, for her to expect people to then turn around and see that some of these things are being reversed or it's not, you know, it actually works out in her favor rather than the latter. I think she's expecting some of those women that questioned her the most to have come up to her and, and apologized first. And that just didn't happen. And I think the therapist point with Erica was like, look, you've got to be good with yourself because ultimately other people acknowledging or apologizing isn't going to make that much of an impact. And I agree with that. I think a lot of times we want people who we feel have wronged us to be the ones to come and say sorry or take accountability as if that's going to be the saving grace or it's going to make you feel better. And maybe in the moment it might feel better, but overall, if you're not good with it, if you haven't moved on, then it's not really going to solve the issue. So I completely agreed with her therapist there that, you know, she's got to find that, that clarity, you know, on her own. And it seems like she's in a much better place. I will say that this season for Erica was a great page turner. I think, this was a great way to see her in a different light and see her be more of who she is now. With everything that's happened, we get to see a more stripped down version. She was more vulnerable. She was more open. She was a lot more calm. So, you know, not for nothing, the therapy's working. Whatever she's doing is working. And I'm here for it. I always say I love to see a, a turnaround in a housewife, especially one that seemed like it was never going to be able to come back from where they were. To see her doing what she's doing to me is leaps and bounds like from two seasons ago. So even last season, even when they flash back to last season, the, the dramatic difference a year makes is, is incredible. But outside of that, you know, we have you guys, it's just so Sutton is finally getting to ride her horse Santos, which beautiful. But this whole scene seems like it's queued up for Kyle to kind of start to open up, right? About the fact that her and Mo are in therapy because Sutton opens up the conversation with saying, and I, I do think this is true. I just think that it was just the way it was all queued up was just so perfect for Kyle to come in and bring up the whole therapy thing. But Sutton says she's ready to let go of the divorce, the, the ending of the marriage, even though it's been six or seven years, she can't really remember at this point, but nonetheless, she, she realizes that now that Christian will be moving away to London for his promotion, 
you know, he's no longer going to be down the road. So if something happens to Sutton, she's kind of on her own. So it's almost like she's letting go of this like safety net, even though, she, you know, he's not her husband anymore. I believe he still cared enough about her that if something did happen, he would, you know, obviously be there, which is great. I mean, it says a lot about their relationship after the divorce, but this opens up the line for then Kyle to bring up the fact that she is in therapy and Mo has joined in on that therapy. And, you know, it's been eye opening. And this is where I'm starting to question what, like, if you're not going to give us like enough of the reason where it makes sense, then why are we even playing around? Because to me, it feels like we're dancing around the issue. She keeps talking back to, oh, Mo is super busy and he puts all of his energy into his business and he doesn't show up and doesn't make me feel seen and heard when I'm dealing with something or when I have an issue, which I'm not saying those aren't actual issues in their marriage. I just don't think that that's the breaking point that Kyle had. I'm sorry, but when you look at it from the scope of they've been married for 27 years, they've been through a hell of a lot worse, I can imagine, that they've gotten through it. So something or some things have happened along the way that have caused Kyle to completely shut off. She doesn't seem like she's even present when when she is interacting with him. Like it's completely like we all can see it. So I'm not saying that there isn't something wrong because I know some people are speculating that, oh, she's just doing this for a storyline. But I'm sorry, guys, when you're watching their scenes together, it seems like you can feel like she's not, she's got the icks. But what she's claiming the issues are around is what is throwing me off and making it hard for me to digest this content because like I said in my TikTok recap, I, I'm not asking for all the details and all the tea there is something else there. It's not the work. It's not that you guys are both busy. I and mean, if that is what is causing this rift, to me, that is, it just doesn't make sense. I don't know. Unless you've been, you've been like lying to yourself for years that maybe those things were breaking points for you and you just ignored them until something shattered your world, like your friend no longer being here by her choice, maybe that shook her even more and maybe she had no choice but to look at things. I mean, death will do that to you. I mean, it it erupts things out of people that maybe were put in boxes on shelves. You know, that I've, I've said that even in my own situation when I lost my dad. It was like, you know, you have such a shakeup in your life that you have no choice but to look at everything around you and revisit it and keep revisiting it because maybe something's wrong here and I'm not saying that Kyle didn't go through that but I just feel like there's an elephant in the room that we're not discussing and the ladies did not really go there with her there was like a couple moments but it seems like we scaled that back I I don't know and next week we have the season finale I don't think we're gonna get any much like I'll be surprised if we get any more detail or clarity out of the situation maybe we will Maybe that's what the reunion will be. Who knows? All I'm saying is this season, it it makes the argument that we need Lisa Renna that much stronger, in my opinion, because I do feel, and I'm sorry, guys, I'm going to say this, if Lisa Renna was on this season, 
Kyle would have been held to the fire a lot more for sure. They would have dug into that marriage. They would have dug into all the accusations around Mo. And it would have been a spicier season for Kyle. So lucky for Kyle, Rena's not on this season, but I do feel like we're missing that element of the group because it can't all just be on Sutton to do it. And don't get me wrong, Sutton clearly was the center of the season for a, a good portion. So that says a lot. Plus she's sitting next to Andy. So that that's amazing for her. But there was still so much that could have been unpacked with Kyle's situation is all I'm saying. But I don't know. You guys will let me know. Some of you are echoing my statements in the comments as we speak on TikTok and Instagram about this. But, uh, you know, we have this very awkward conversation with with Mo and Kyle and it, it's like and I said this too in my recap on TikTok and Instagram I feel like that scene between her and Mo was filmed after they picked the cameras back up there was something really thrown together about it it was very sloppy you could see her mic on her shirt you know, and I know that's such a small detail, but like when you look at it from the scheme of things, when someone's getting mic'd, they always make sure that they place the mic and they tape it so that it's touching the body and the shirt so that if you are wearing a button down, they would never place it that close knowing that it's going to hang down like that. It's an eyesore. So it, there was these things going on in this scene and I could just, for some reason, I sensed that this was not, this was out of the timeline of when they shot the season. Um, because it just felt like, well, first of all, Mo isn't taking any of this seriously. I don't think he takes a lot seriously. And that's probably a, bit, a, a big part of the problem. He also isn't someone that seems like a fighter in the sense of like, you're not showing up and showing her that you really want to work this out. And judging off that conversation, they they were both having two different conversations. Like he's not aware or if he is, he's literally like pushing it all to the side because that's just maybe what he does. I, again, that we were, we're still throwing out there that they're both busy. Mo's talking about how many offices he's opening up. It's going to be a hundred by the end of that, that month at that time period. Um, which to me is unnecessary. We don't need to keep hearing how many offices he's opening and how busy everyone is. Like we, we watch the show. We understand. That's why I also feel like this is being, being thrown out there so much to cover for the fact that maybe the accusations around the infidelity is really what the, the breaking point for Kyle was, but she's not going to embarrass her family on TV so she's dancing around it by saying, oh, everyone's super busy and they've grown so much that they're not really present anymore. And she doesn't want to be this housewife that just goes shopping every day. And her husband's out there like traveling, doing God knows what. So again, maybe we'll get more clarity at the reunion. I don't think we're going to get that much clarity in this finale. That seems like it's coming so fast, but it's not because it's episode 17. It's like, Seems a little short, seems a little quick, but nothing really, nothing just ever seemed to like gel. It was just a bunch of spats 
And the main undercurrent was the questions around Kyle and Morgan and what's going on in Kyle's marriage, which we never really dug into. So I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. We also get uh, a scene with Garcelle and her son. And, you know, listen, I applaud Garcelle for being the type of parent that can have those open conversations with her with her children and and listen to them. And even though the conversations are probably uncomfortable coming, and I'm not a parent, but I can imagine if your child is talking to you the way that her son was talking to her about having freedom and wanting to not be parented and all these things, that would probably be hard to digest without your ego taking front and center in terms of like, who do you think you are? Like, I'm going off of my, like, my own experience. Like, if I ever were to have tried to have that conversation with my parents, it would have not gone anywhere near. I mean, she ended up listening and and compromising and, and ultimately giving him a little bit more freedom that he asked for, understanding that each of her sons need to be, you know, disciplined and parented individually not collectively because what works for one doesn't necessarily work for the other which i do agree with and i that's one thing why that's one reason why i uh, also applaud her is that she's able to be logical and not parent based on her emotions and her own ego and i know a lot of you guys probably look at those situations between her and her kids and are like are you kidding he's so ungrateful it's the, but i also think that she's teaching them to be respectful but also staying true to their opinions and being able to speak for themselves as individuals so i think it's beautiful uh what else was going on this episode uh i feel like i'm missing something oh sutton went on another date with that guy which again i don't i feel like this was just her like boyfriend for the season or her like consistent date for the season so i don't really think because it doesn't seem like they're still together um so that was that what else happened oh we have Anne marie's diamonds and brunch which i didn't i didn't understand first of all we've seen similar parties like this throne for beverly hills it was not original again this is such a page out of like just how like watching housewives like it's clear Anne marie sat down and binged every episode of beverly hills and took so many notes and treated this like an exam because the only fun part of Anne marie's brunch and diamonds party was sutton showing up with her roadie and being lit like that was the only i mean thank god for that because that was another snooze fest of a scene like also, you chose, Amory chooses the party that she's hosting to then pull Crystal aside over something that she could have taken her out for a coffee to discuss. So that was weird and felt very, like, forced and queued up. Like, she needed to have her moment, so let's do it here at the party, since Crystal and her had had some conflict. It's like, they could have gone out and had a one-on-one -on -one there. Why are we, why are you pulling her aside at your party? That's so weird my opinion guys maybe you guys didn't think that that was that weird i just thought it just felt produced it just felt and 
and uh, God bless Crystal. She she sat through it, understanding that we're filming a show. But geez, Louise, I mean, is there not a better way to make these conversations happen? Because that's not believable to me. If you're hosting a party like that, which, by the way, can we stop having rented diamonds at these parties that no one's going to buy? That's getting old, too. Just saying. Um, yeah, that was, I mean, oh, well, and then at the end of that, Erica finally lets the ladies know that she's hurt by the fact that a lot of them that were hard on her have not apologized to her, you know, once certain things were coming out in her favor. And I will say there was a beautiful moment where this is where I say Erica's definitely had a turning page season because she's much more vulnerable and she's she's more comfortable to express those emotions. But Sutton really, to me, like, she won the episode for a multitude of reasons, but she authentically apologized to Erica. And I really felt that. And I think Erica did too, because it really made her emotional. And it almost felt like and I don't, this is my own theory, but I feel like a lot of that emotion comes from the fact that Sutton is a Southern woman. Erica was raised Southern. She has a, you know, Southern mother. So there's, I always felt like there was this little bit of this triggering situation happening with Sutton and Erica, like almost like Sutton's her older sister and she's like harder on her and she just wanted to have that visibility and wanted to be accepted if that's the right word. Um, maybe not the best word accepted, but more like seen and respected and like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like she, you know, because of the Southern Southern background that Sutton has, plus she's like very up here with a lot of the stuff that she does and, and she's part of so many boards and goes to so many galas and so, you know, I can imagine that this moment for Erica was really impactful because Sutton was the hardest on her, let's be honest. So the apology coming from Sutton probably, like, helped clear up a lot of the 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 ick that was going on with, within Erica, the resentment. So, you know, we end... This is why I felt like a lot of the scenes in this episode were meant for the season finale, because it just felt like the whole episode was just, like, trying up loose ends as much as possible. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that was pretty much it. Next week, we have the finale. As I said, we're obviously stitching in some additional footage for when they picked the cameras back up, even though I think we saw some of that play out in this current episode we uh we get Erica Jane finally making her performance debut or you know re-debuting her musical performance uh situation because she does have the residency but other than that it seems like it's going to focus on Kyle and Mo and and the people magazine of it all when the article broke about their separation but I will obviously be recapping the finale. I've been recapping the entire season. We will stick through all the way to the end. That includes the reunions because, you know, I'm interested to see what what the reunion's going to bring. We got a lot of tea that came out of that filming of the reunion. So I'm interested to see how things are explained. And uh, the Kathy Hilton of it all, honey. I want to know what, what, what Kathy uh, showed up for. And uh, yeah, I think... 
that's where I'm going to leave it for this episode, guys. I really, truly appreciate all of you guys, like I said, supporting, sharing the podcast. Um, I'm continuing to grow and get better at this, but I can't do it without your guys' support, so I truly do appreciate it. But I will be also on the Besties by Bravo uh, podcast later today, recapping Vanderpump Rules with Caitlin Marshall. And actually, I think what I'll be doing from now on is instead of recapping Vanderpump Rules on my podcast and then recapping it with her on hers, I'm just going to recap it with her on the Besties by Bravo podcast because I just feel like that's like a duplicate that is unnecessary. So, uh but I still will recap Vanderpump Rules on the TikTok and Instagram. So if you guys want to check out a quicker recap, you can go check me out there. Uh, what else? Yeah, leave me a five-star review. It helps the podcast. And um, I truly appreciate it. And with that, guys, until the next episode, I will talk to you on the next one. Bye. <laughs>